And so I've never heard that with dogs though, or animals in general, but it makes sense because they know, they know that doctor because they, when they get their temperature taken, they uh, stick it in their butt. Right? right. And if I'm juice, I know that, that that guy there in that, in that jacket wants to stick something in my butt. So I'm going to crap on his table. Is that what you, is that how you dumped on the table too? They stuck a thermometer in your butt? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> probably. Probably. That seems like you would know the reason why you dumped on a table. Well, well, I don't think it was a thermometer, though. I think it was one of those popsicle sticks they use in your mouth. I don't know oh. why, but he, he wanted to take a look. Kind I don't, I'm doc- not sure why that. kind of a doctor did you go to? Uh, now that you mentioned it, I'm not even sure it was a doctor. <laughs> it was some guy in his garage? I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it might have been a massage parlor or something. I don't remember. <laughs> but it was interesting. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for checking into this edition of the CEP. We are very glad to have you, as always. Nothing groundbreaking for this episode. It's just Colt and myself getting together and doing some chatting, some cerebral chatting, if you will. And we talk about some different topics, including like, you know, the internet and white supremacy, you know, the usual. So we'll have some more guests coming up soon that are going to flip your lids. And so just hang in there for the lid flipping. But, uh, yeah. In the meantime, don't forget to go to buyjack.com slash CEP. Purchase you one of those nice Cerebral Entertainment Podcast t-shirts. And don't forget to do all the cool stuff like like us on Facebook and Instagram and check out the website at thecepodcast.com. And you know the routine. And of course, if you need to contact us, you can do that at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. So without further introduction, enjoy this little cerebral chat here, my friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and on the screen with me, and also in spirit, is my good friend Colt. How you doing, Colt? What's up, man? Uh, not much. I think this may be our first time Skyping like this in separate places together. Is that right? For a, a show? An actual podcast? Um, video, yes, I believe. We've Skyped. Video, yeah. Yeah, not audio. We have Skyped audio before but okay. it's been probably like a year if not longer got you yeah okay so something different right something new yeah I, for I, us I, I like it though i mean i don't have to smell you or anything that's that's always a good plus <laughs> always a plus and uh i don't have to put up with your wife when i come there because she's always harassing that's me haranguing a, me about that's, something and you're lucky that's a plus i for know you. <laughs> i feel bad for you but i'm glad to be here in the safety of my own home right so How's things going, man? What's going on with you? Not a whole lot, dude. Just living life, right? Yeah, nothing new. Not really. I can tell you a story about this morning, though. Uh, yeah. We took our dogs to the vet, which mm-hmm. is always interesting considering we don't take them to the vet as near as much as we should. I That's just bad on us, I guess. But Yeah, you're bad dog parents. I mean, pretty much, yeah. That's how it goes. But they're always, he- they're always healthy. I mean, we never have any issues with them or anything, so... I just, we just kind of let it slide. But when we have to go on vacation and things like that, and we don't have like actual family members or whatever who can watch them, it becomes an issue because they have to have their like Bordetella shots and their distemper shots and rabies shots and all that good stuff to be able to Mm. be put in a kennel before we can go out of town. We, We try to take them both at the same time, but sometimes that doesn't work out because I, for anybody who doesn't know, we have Juice, who's a bulldog, an English bulldog. We have Oreo, who's a Shih Tzu. Both of them have a temper, and both of them don't necessarily get... They don't like other people so much, because on our fault, we've kept them at home, 
and haven't had them around a whole lot of people a lot. But surprisingly, we took them in this morning and put juice up on the table and he didn't have an issue with anybody that was in the room with her or anything like that. Like we even, uh, we had him like clip his toenails and all that kind of stuff. They came and got him and, uh, like I was really nervous because the girl that came in was like petting him on the head and stuff. And he was like up in her face, like he was going to lick her face. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so scared right now. I don't know what's going to happen. And he was fine. He didn't have any issues with it at all. So they took, they picked him up and they took him back to the back and they figured they were going to cut his toenails and do his shots at the same time. That way they could just knock it all out at one time. So I took him out there for like five minutes, got everything done, came back in. And my wife was, you know, kind of patting his head and whatever and was like, how, you know, were you good for him? How'd you do this, that, and the other? And she goes, well, that he did express how he was feeling with his anal glands. <laughs> and he was like pretty much all over the table and all over us. And I was like, yes, that's my dog. That is freaking awesome. <laughs> That's great. He expressed how he was feeling with his anal glands. That's the I feel exact like, quote from the vet. Yes. Okay. So what exactly does that mean? Um, he shit all over the table. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is That's how he felt anal, about the situation. <laughs> is there an actual anal gland that does that, though? I, I mean, is that... She's the vet. I'm not. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> great point. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I had a question about that because in, in my professional but humble opinion juice is a devil dog I, I can't be like if that dog knows i'm in the next room right he has this evil like crazy rabid thing that he does <laughs> this noise that he makes and like he wants to eat my face literally well, I was and i was wondering how well he does at the vet with anybody maybe because he's out of his territory then he's better right and that's what i was talking to my wife about today i, I kind of think that's part of what it is because for one when he's at home, he knows this is his house and he's going to protect anybody or, you know, protect us while he's in it for one. And for two, like when you come over, we've always got him in his kennel. And so I think that freaks him out even more that, okay, now somebody is in my house and I can't get out of here to do anything about it. So I think that really freaks him out also. Man. But I mean, he did. I mean, honestly, he didn't have any issues at all besides shitting on the table. Uh, he didn't have any issues at all at the vet at all. Like I, I walked in with him on his leash. He got up on the scale. I weighed him and I put, and then I took him in the room and he was like licking their face and stuff. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, they say that he's like the opposite of what an, a dog's normally act like when they're at the vet, because I think they call it like white coat syndrome or something like that. The dogs ought, they know what, a, who a vet is and what they do by the, just the, the coat that they're wearing. Yes, that actually is a a condition for human beings as well. Really? I, I I know people. Even for me, my anxiety levels raise a bit, and you know I have been known to take a dump on the table as well when I go see the doctor. But uh, <laughs> no, honestly though, honestly though, the the white coat syndrome is an actual condition. It's an anxiety condition for a lot of human beings. Uh, what happens is even for myself, my blood pressure always raises a bit when I'm at the doctor. It's just like, cause you're not there because usually because cause you're I don't know you're healthy. Right. 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 And so, I mean, you go for regular checkups and things like that, but it's just the stigma of being in that office is kind of like, yeah, these people, you know, they want to poke me with needles and they're going to find something wrong. And so it's just kind of a, it's a nerve, you know, nerve wracking thing, or at least it, it increases your, your level of nervousness. Right. And so I've never heard that with dogs though, or animals in general, but it makes sense because they know, they know that doctor because they, when they get their temperature taken, 
they uh, stick it in their butt, right? right? And if I'm juice, I know that, that that guy there in that in that jacket wants to stick something in my butt. So I'm gonna crap on his table. Is that what you? Is that how you dumped on the table too? They stuck a thermometer in your butt. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> probably. Probably. That seems like you would know the reason why you dumped on a table. Well, well, I don't think it was a thermometer though. I think it was one of those popsicle sticks they use in your mouth. I don't know oh. why, but he, he wanted to take a look. Kind I'm not doc- sure why that. Kind of a doctor did you go to? Uh, now that you mentioned, I'm not even sure it was a doctor. <laughs> it was some guy in his garage. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Might have been a massage parlor or something. I don't remember. But it was interesting. But right. that's funny. By the way, though, I want to throw out there that your dog Oreo, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. And she's you know what? She's the one that has the worst problem at the vet, too. That's what's weird. Yeah. She uh she gets muzzled every time because she <laughs> she instantly starts growling. And I told her told the vet today, I was like, you know, she I've never seen her bite anybody, but she will growl at people if she doesn't know them or if they're, you know, trying to give her a shot or whatever. And she's like, well, I'm not going to be the first person she's going to bite. So we're going to put a muzzle on her. And, yeah. I, and I felt so bad when they put it on her on her face. It, it just I don't think she's actually going to bite anybody. I think she was just pissed. But I mean, I get the I get the vet's reasoning for having to do it. But she was fine after they put the muzzle on her. But she does have like a uh, I thought it was a hernia that's like bulging out of out of her belly um Mm. so i had them look at that but they said it's actually like a fat deposit and they can like she can almost wrap her her hands all the way around it like if it was a hernia you know that's like your intestines basically pushing out through a hole and you can actually Mm -hmm. push it back in well they can't do that with her so they said it's just like a fat deposit and there's nothing to worry about so that saves money on having to have surgery on her to fix a hernia that's a plus yes i wonder how something like that happens any idea she didn't say she just said it's mm-hmm. like a fat deposit and that sometimes they can get bigger, but it's nothing to worry about. Well, so I get awesome. fat I get fat deposits too when I eat too much peanut butter fudge. And I mentioned peanut butter fudge because it's on my mind mm-hmm. because Christmas time, the holidays are coming up mm-hmm. and that's when that's peanut butter fudge season for me. I love it. Yeah, does the do the bulges go away when you take a dump on the table? <laughs> um they yeah. They, <laughs> it, it alters it a little bit. <clears throat> they don't they don't completely go away, but they do reduce in size. <laughs> so, depending on the size and frequency of the dump itself. So, yeah, good good stuff. Great question. Great question. <laughs> but, I don't uh, know if it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys got the dogs taken care of. That's good. That makes you better dog parents. It does. You know. For but, now, are, I'm I'm anxious to see how things are going to go with uh kenneling them. Yeah, I, I think they'll be okay, but she, right now she has them set up to be in like two different rooms because Oreo and Juice don't necessarily get along, but they don't not get along. Like Juice wants to play with Oreo, but Oreo's like, you're way too fucking big. I'm not yes. playing with you. And she barks at him and then runs away. I kind of want them to be in the same room because at least they may be a little more comfortable, even though they're not, because they, they're not like hostile to each other. They just bark at each other every once in a while. It's about the gist of it. But I, yeah. I feel like if they're in a kennel for a few days by themselves, that maybe it might be better if they are together. Maybe they'll feel a little more comfortable. Um, and then mm-hmm. if they can do like the the time out in the in the yard or playtime or whatever they consider it, and they're out there together, you know, it may yeah. not be, it may not be so bad. Better than having separate rooms and both of them freaking out the entire time. It sounds just like the relationship between me and my wife. It's like we we're not hostile to each other, but we do a lot of barking. Yeah, right. Makes sense. Um, but we're more comfortable if we're in like the same proximity, but not too close because 
I'm always wanting to play, and then she barks and runs away and right. lets me know that, she, you know. So it's, it's a good correlation there between the relationship I have in my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I like I, I, I like I, I like what you did, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I think she would agree. Yeah, she would. So yeah, other than that, though, other than the barking going on at my house, uh, everything's just uh, just fine. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no, um, no war stories with work or anything lately. Really, hasn't been much of anything going on lately. You know, it's been we've had some changes at my home facility. Uh, and so I've been there a lot instead of traveling across the state. Gotcha. I haven't been traipsing across the state much like I normally do, That's but a plus. that always subject to change. Actually, as a matter of fact, it's, it's going to change because I have some, uh, scheduled obligations coming up. And so I'll, I'll be doing some, which is, which is good because that's when I really get caught up on all my podcast listening when right. I'm in the car. It's, it's the best time to go to the podcast and learn all kinds of great stuff from my good friends, Joe Rogan, Sam Harris, and all the other podcasts I listen to. Right. I listen to a, a lot of different, a lot of different podcasts. Have, you, have, so you thrown, just, have you thrown anything new in the mix lately at all? New podcast? Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. Let me refer to my phone here for a minute. Cause I have ventured into some new stuff. Of course, I've also been revisiting some older stuff too, like the David Pakman show. And he is uh, a very liberal pundit. And I cross-reference him to the Ben Shapiro show. Okay. And something I like to do is put like a, two podcasts up next to each other that are polar opposites, basically. You got one very conservative Ben Shapiro and then one very liberal David Pakman. Gotcha. And I just I like doing that. It's fun. Um, another guy I've been checking out here and there is the Joe Cazzo show or Cozo. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think Cozo probably, the Joe Cozo show. Um it's, he's out of New York. He's he's fun. He's got some good things going on there. Okay. And let's see. Let me let me scroll down here. The Art of Manliness. I've been listening to that for a long time, but I've been revisiting that as well. I mean, I haven't listened to that in a long time. Probably since the oh, early days of the CEP. Yeah, it's great, man. You should check it out. And the Jordan B. Peterson podcast I've been listening to. It's more a lot more lectures than it is actually podcasts. You, right. you know who Jordan Peterson is, yeah. right? Yep. He's the guy that took on all the different uh, chicanery with the gender pronouns up in Canada. He's a Canadian professor, but now he's a he's a speaker. He goes around talking about just all kinds of different things because that really has taken a backseat, that whole fight that he was in involved. And that was the main thing about him for a long time, but it's kind of taken a backseat and he's just, he's got a lot of good, he's very smart, but sometimes hard to keep up with because he's almost too smart. And, uh, yeah, I've checked out the, the breakup monologues. And of course I've checked out therapist lately. That's a St. Louis podcast. Yep. Out of, uh, uh, Hubbard radio. Same, same as uh, the Rizzuto show and those up there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, the Always Listening Podcast News. So that's just a, a little sample that I would recommend for people to go through and check out. It's fun to check out different podcasts. And for me, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out whether or not I like the format of the show really quickly. Right. You know, like, is the sound good? Is the quality good? Because if, if it's not, man, I, it's hard for me to stick with you. You got you to gotta up your quality. Right. And then is is the content good, of course? Is the is the conversation good? Does it flow well? Is it content that I'm interested in? Or is it talking about, you know, 
So, things that I don't want to hear. I'm not going to. I had plenty of ideas come up. They, they were all offensive, so I just decided not to say any of them. <laughs> so Which, let me ask you this: We talked about this a little bit beforehand, but do you feel like you would look or look at podcasts differently, or listen to podcasts in a different way if you didn't podcast yourself? Yes, absolutely. Podcasting, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. When you start to podcast, you know a lot of the little. Uh, well, you know the ins and outs of of sitting there in front of a microphone, how a conversation is supposed to flow, whether or not someone's saying uh or um too much, uh, whether or not someone has a, a good sense about how to keep the conversation going. Back to the flow, I guess. Right. But absolutely. And not just that, the content as well. I, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of ha- having the CEP and being on this for the past two and a half years has kind of, in in a sense – Help me to hone in on what it is that I want to listen to. You know, I really enjoy, like, for instance, the, the variety of someone like Rogan. Right. right. But I also enjoy the educational aspects of, of people like Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris. And then I, I enjoy just some some specific, more specific, entertaining stuff every once in a while. If, if it's about uh, music, a music podcast, if you want to hear a great music podcast, listen to Rock Paper Podcast by our good friend Shane Presley. Absolutely. Uh, all he does is St. Louis music, and it's it's absolutely fantastic for that scene. Um, he's beloved in the St. Louis scene for obvious reasons. But there's just, you know, it, it's kind of helped me to bottleneck and fine-tune what it is that I want to listen to. How about you? How does podcasting yourself uh, alter your podcast listening experience? Exactly what you just said. Um, it's, mainly, it's mainly kind of looking at the things that I do try to work on uh, every podcast that like the things that you're thinking about in your head about, you don't want to say, um, too much. You don't want to say, uh, too much. You don't want to do this. And now we're doing the video portion. It's like, you don't want to be blinking too much. So now you're thinking of like all these different things that are, you know, that are going on. And that's what I'm listening to in a podcast too, which I kind of sucks because there can be a really good content in some podcasts, but the flow just isn't good enough for me to listen to when I'm thinking about you are podcasting to however many thousands, millions of people or whatever. And just the quality is not there in my opinion. You know what I mean? I, I, we, we know personally podcasts that are maybe get a hundred listens that the quality is so much better than some of the, the biggest names out there right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you mentioned the video component. Now that's something that I have been, having to work on because I've noticed that some of the faces that I make when the other person is talking, especially like I'm gooning or uh-huh. my mouth is you know, like, uh, <laughs> it's like, like a dum dum. And uh, that's something I've had to really start paying attention to. And once again, you don't really think about those. Cause I look now, like if I'm, if I'm looking at, if I'm watching TV, like on a news panel or something like that, and I see people's faces, I, I, I watch them when they're not talking right now. Yep. I didn't really do that before, mm-hmm. you know, but now I watch them to see how they carry themselves right. so that they're not looking like a big dumb, dumb. Like I've noticed myself looking on video when I, when I watch some of our episodes on video. So yeah, you start to really hone in on those things and notice, and that way, also, you can improve by seeing what not to do as well as what to do from other examples, not just from yourself, because I never thought about it before. I probably looked like a complete jackass for a long time just in my everyday listening to people because I never got the opportunity to see myself do it, right. and now I wish I would have started that like 25 years ago because that would have probably you know, helped me out in life a lot. 
Yeah, but I mean, you think about it, like the way that we do things, and if you com- try to compare it to, say, like a news anchor or something like that, I guess if I like a news anchor, you could set a, like you could kind of separate between like who's li- who's watching you right now and the fact that you're looking into a camera, right? So like I'm looking into a camera right now, but th- that's all I'm doing. But if you can separate that from, there's millions of people in that camera that are watching me right now. And that's where it gets tricky as far as like things that when a, a news anchor or somebody trips up with what they say, one like that one person is talking to millions of people into a camera every day and they get so much shit because they said the wrong thing on accident at one point like one word was fucked up in what mm-hmm. they said and now millions of people are so mad and I'm like you put yourself in that same exact position and tell me that you could do any better than they can yeah yeah and most people don't even want to do that right they 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 like the they they like the leverage that mm-hmm. they have, especially in today's society, right? When right. you have the, the cancel culture where you can cancel somebody because they said the wrong thing, you know, fifteen years ago. And so now we're gonna get our, our torches and pitchforks and we're gonna you know, we're gonna get them off of the off of the air or off of their platform, whatever that is. Well d- okay, you so know? let me ask you that. So speaking of that, did you did you see I don't I don't have enough information really to talk about this. I'm gonna do it anyways. The kid the kid that uh held up the sign about how he wanted money for a pack of bush light. Did you, have you seen this? I think so. He wanted he needed beer money and so people sent him like millions of dollars. Right, their PayPal like he put his I don't know if it was PayPal or what it was, but he put his uh, information on it and everything and within like an hour he had like hundreds of dollars in there, thousands of dollars in there whatever. Well, anyways, yeah. people kept funneling money into this. And I don't remember do you remember what the what it was on? Like what was it a a football game or something? That he was I, yeah, at some, something like that, but I don't remember. I saw the story, but it was kind of in passing. Anyways, yeah. well, the kid's young, like he's in college and, you know, he, he, he put that up there. They funneled all this money into it. Like, I think he was over a million dollars that he mm-hmm. had. And then he decided he was going to buy one pack of Bush Light and the rest of the money he was going to send to a, get to a, you know, get to a charity. And then like Budweiser, I believe, or Anheuser said they were going to match what he was put what he was putting in which was great and everything well then all of a sudden this reporter journalist or whoever comes in and tries to go and goes through like all the social media stuff of this kid from a few years ago and he was saying you know stuff that was he shouldn't have been saying right i don't know if it was racist or whatever it was and now there was this uproar about it anheuser took you know said they weren't going to deal with this guy anymore or anything like that so then, of course, they go in on this journalist and go back in his past on social media, find all the race, the stuff that he said in the past, and now he's fired. Mm. Like that, that, it's just like a, a never-ending cycle. What's your opinion on that? Pe- can people not change? Can people not have an opinion one day, but because it's on the internet and it's internet is forever, now you can't be, you can't ever change, you can't ever grow up, you can't ever be better than where what you were at one point in, in one minute of your life 12 years ago? Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways to look at this because the answer, in my opinion, is yes, you can change. Yes, I did something stupid 10, 15 years ago. Should I be held accountable for it now? No, I shouldn't. And if If I still hold those views, I guess call me out on that. 
Uh, if you want to say, hey, you did that back then, or how are you now? Okay, it's still a little, you know, ridiculous, but okay. But we don't have a, we live in a society right now where if you did something 10 years ago and it's it's on Twitter or it's on somewhere out there in the interwebs, you're going to pay for it. If you have any kind of uh, following or any kind of stature or publicity or fame or whatever it is in, in society, you are going to pay the consequence for that, whatever it was that you did back in the day. Right. It, that's not right, but let's talk about it in a more objective sense. I don't, I don't know why it's that way, but it is. And so mind your P's and Q's. And so somebody who did something 10 years ago, we, we didn't have the foresight really to know that it was going to be this bad, that this cancel culture was going to be so all-encompassing and, and so intense that there's no way you're ever going to be able to apologize for that thing. No, we don't accept your apology. No, we, we're not going to. You said that, and now you don't deserve to, to live, at least not in the public eye. Uh, and so there it is. But people who do things nowadays know good and well that you've got to be super careful because of the things you put out there, there somebody's got it. Someone's going to have it stored, and it's ammunition, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you just get on the, on the very objective basis of this, you have got to be smarter than – whatever it is that you're putting out there or just not care. And I, I, I like the people who just don't care more than anything, right. you know, um, and I, I'm not, I don't believe in a, a lot of the, like, of course, racism is terrible. Sexism for the most part is terrible. Feminism, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, all those things that kind of, uh, are abrasive to other people, you know, the, these isms, a lot of them, I, I don't even, you know, whatever, they're just whatever to me. I, I brush them off, but, um, I, I don't, I don't think that we should have to tiptoe through life. Uh, I'd rather not have to myself. And I admire the people who don't, no matter what their viewpoints are. Mm-hmm. I think freedom of speech for me personally is, is, it has to be universal. It has to be, or else it is censorship and that's it. Mm-hmm. You might not like my view. You, you might not like that person's view. I don't care if it was 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. If you, if you are canceling them for whatever reason, then as a society, I guess, like, it's okay. You have the right yourself to not buy a product because of whoever endorsed it. You don't believe in that. Let's take Colin Kaepernick, you know, whatever you think about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I you know, I, it, it, he had some great points uh, as an athlete. I, I could really care less either way what he does. It just doesn't matter to me. Uh, but some people got very upset by, by him kneeling, by him starting that thing. And so they, uh, they wanted him out- ousted or whatever from, from the, the, the sport. Well, that's not really their call. But if he endorses Nike, which he does, mm-hmm. then don't buy Nikes if you don't want to. Right? That's, that's your choice. But to say that he can't be on TV selling Nikes, to, to cancel him like that would be the wrong thing to do. And, of course, that works vice versa, too. Most, most of the time, actually, it's the liberals who are canceling out people in society but that, for different but that, reasons. But that's just crazy still, like, be, because Colin Kaepernick has an opinion, and because he knelt, you know, knelt, kneeled, whatever the word is we're looking for, you know. I think knelt. Okay, knelt. But, but he endorses Nike, so you're saying, okay, don't buy Nikes. But the, the, there's there's still two different things. Like just because he endorses, because he wears Nike clothes on a commercial, doesn't mean that he. Re- I mean, he represents Nike, but he doesn't really represent what Nike 
thinks or how Nike feels about, about it, but yet Nike has to pull out of that because they're going to lose business now because people don't like Colin Kaepernick. That's so fucking ridiculous. Well, to me, that's how it should work, though. Not that I, I'm not saying don't buy Nike. I get, I get I'm what you're wearing, saying. Right. I'm wearing Nike shorts right now. Right. Um, it, I'm not doing it because of Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I'm not doing it for any reason other than they were. I liked the way they looked, and I think they were on sale. That's that's how I buy my clothes. <laughs> but uh, but some I think you should let the market decide. You know, if you don't like, if you've got a problem with, I don't know, China, uh, don't buy Chinese products. Right. If you've got a problem with with Colin Kaepernick and he's on Nike, don't buy his products. If you've got a problem with anybody and they endorse a certain product, it's your right as a consumer not to. And if enough people feel that way, then the market will kind of take care of of whatever it is. Right. It, it will correct for whatever view is perceived to be skewed by society, whatever. Right. And so that's the way it should work. You, but, but but you shouldn't go after that person in other in other ways like I, I don't know it's there's a lot of different ways that they're going after calling people uh you know people like uh matt, matt damon almost got into trouble because he was saying something like and I, i'm butchering this probably but there's a difference between someone raping somebody and somebody making a lewd joke about whatever sexual lewd joke you know right. that's offensive to women um and he almost lost his head for that because he's a, a devout liberal which is which is fine uh, but he just about lost his stuff for that, and he was making a point, and he's, he's actually got a good point there, but he almost got canceled out, and if you get canceled in Hollywood, you get no work. Absolutely. You know, it, it's your livelihood. You just lost all ability to get any any roles or, or anything like that. Your your friends are gone because if you're on that cancel list, and they completely just cancel, cancel you out of society. Right. And, and that's, that's, you know, that's not right. Yeah, but, I mean, do you think it— like Matt Damon, I mean, that's a huge name anyways, but so, so right now we're at the mercy of the people and it doesn't matter how big your name is, you're not bigger than, than this anymore. Like because of social media and because everything's out there, you're no matter who you are, you can be the rock, the biggest name ever. And you're not bigger, like your actions and what you say in any moment can ruin your career because of that. Yeah, I think so. You're at the mercy of the mob nowadays. Right. You know, who was the guy? Uh, um, Louis C.K. He liked. He had a, uh, a proclivity, you'd say, mm -hmm. for whipping whipping out his junk mm -hmm. and taking care of business in front of ladies. That was his thing. Right. But it it wasn't like he didn't he didn't force himself upon the ladies. You know, it wasn't anything like that. They and could I, have turned around and, and I'm and pretty sure away. he he asked like. I'm not taking up for the guy because because it, it's it is what it is, and he's right. got he's gotten his due for what he's done. Yeah, May, I mean, you know, some a lot of people might think he didn't get enough for what he's done or whatever, but from what I've heard, he he never did this thing against anybody's will. He like he didn't just pull it out and do it because or in front of people because he thought that was funny or because he thought that was, you know, that's what he wanted to do. He literally would ask before he did it, so he's yes. getting he's getting consent ahead of time. But he's getting mauled like he he's been raping people. Mm -hmm. Right. That's I think that's the, my biggest problem right there is that because of that, because of the backlash, there's no difference between that or between actually forcing yourself or using your your authority, your power for um, sexual leverage over people. Like right. what happened with that uh, Weinstein guy, Harvey Weinstein. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he he was a big time movie producer, and because uh, ladies wanted parts, then they had to, you know, do something to his parts. Right. And, and then there was that trade off there. Uh, there. I mean, there's a conversation to be had there too. But he was using his power, his influence to, in essence, highly compel ladies to, you know, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, so it is what it is. But there's a difference between that and Louis C.K. But in a lot of the the backlash, they don't see a difference. You're either on, you're either with us or you're against us. Right. That makes it hard. It makes it difficult. So I forget how we got on this subject, though. Where were we going? I don't know where we're going, but I'm going to dig into it a little bit deeper. So uh, I was actually having this conversation with Mindfulness Michelle out at the Ink Spot Block Party last weekend, too, talking about um, basically people getting offended and all those kinds of things and talking about your Bill Burrs and your Dave Chappelle's and stuff like that. These guys who kind of get away with it because they're on stage and they're they're doing comedy, but they kind of don't get away with it in a lot of people's eyes also. Yeah. And how I'm kind of torn because like you don't, like I just believe that you need to be a good person. You know, you should never be purposely trying to be be a racist or be a sexist or anything like that. But when it comes to just when it's words, like say you're a comedian like Bill Burr or Dave Chappelle and you make a racist joke, or whatever, I just, I feel like it's a joke and people need to stop being offended by it, period. Like, it's just, if you're offended by it, don't watch it. It's over. That's it. Done. Over Mm -hmm. with. But people uproar because they get offended by things. But also tell me if you agree with this. So I was telling her too that like, if a white person makes a racist joke about a white person, it's funny, right? If a black person, most of the time, like a Dave Chappelle, makes a, a racist joke against a white person, it's funny. Black person can make a black or a racist joke against a black person, and it's funny. But if a white person makes a racist joke about a black person, all hell breaks loose. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. But the the I would add more to this. Okay, it's not it's not just white or black. If if uh, if a white person makes a racist joke about an Asian person or a Spanish, a Latino, Latina person or any other person other than white, they're in trouble. If anybody else makes a racist joke about anybody, as long as they're not white, then it's okay. Right. It's only only white. But let's unpack that a little bit. Why? Why? Why is it that way? I mean, I can understand if if, if you go back in time and you look at like slavery and things like that. You you know, people feel like we have no right to be able to make that kind of a joke because of what the past has been like. And I understand that and I get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that anybody should ever make the joke like to purposely be racist or to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. I'm just, I don't know. That, that's, that's the, that's the way I would look at it is I, I get where people would be coming from with that, but also look where we are today. Yeah. You're right, but it's, it's it's more than just slavery. It's if if dare I say white supremacy. Okay, it's it's been the white dominated control over economics and land and things like that, especially in the United States, because obviously in Asia that's not the case. You know, in Africa I guess it's not the case. I, I don't know much about Africa as why I say I guess because I really don't know what goes on over there much. But uh, but in you know the Western world, if you will white people have you know kind of taken over controlled it's white supremacy you hear that thrown around a lot nowadays especially on the podcast that i listen to there's a there's just a lot of people that are trying to dissect how where we're at right now and how it got there so that's yeah you're right that's the logic though right mm-hmm. 
it's the logic that we have. You know, it's it's we have been as as I should say we. I hate that, but uh, white people have taken so much control, so much power, whatever over things that now we can't step on the toes of anybody else. We have to be super sensitive because we're trying to kind of backpedal out of that that uh, way of life, that structure, the power structure. And everybody's just kind of trying to do their best to make sure that happens. So, but I also agree with your point that I think you're making is that I'd like to get past that. I'd like, to, you know, and I think one day, hopefully we will. I think, I think it's going to take some time because of the prevalence, the pervasive nature of the, the white supremacy, you know, if you want to call it that the white uh, privilege, all, all of that. You know, because I do think those are those are very valid and, and, and reasonable points that we need to talk about and things that we do need to backpedal out of to, you know, to a realistic extent. All right. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes the leverage, the, the pendulum, and I talk about the pendulum a, a lot. It's it's way over here at some point in time then it swings way over back the other way and it gets out of control both both ways. We need to find that happy medium where everybody just gets along and stops complaining and stops being so sensitive about everything but i am not on the other side to be able to really i think the, one of the reasons why i like dave Chappelle so much is because he's an african-american guy and he talks about some of the most logical things about you know why why racism or, or why sensitivity about you know perceived racism all that he can bring all that stuff up and it's funny and he makes good points he can make points that a white person cannot right i don't care i don't care who you are you know, um, he just he can he can get away with things because he because of who he is. But that's OK. I, I'm not that doesn't that doesn't bother me. Dave Chappelle, to me, he is king. He's number one in my book, always has been. Mm -hmm. He is the number one. And that's that's coming you know from a line of a lot of good, good comics. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I digress. I, I see your point. And, you know, I think we should hopefully we, we can look forward to not being so sensitive down the road about everybody just, you know, walking on eggshells feeling like we're going to step on other people's toes. But I, I want to be more sensitive to the reasons why we have to be sensitive. Right. You know, I think, I think that's important because I, I need to be able to see that coming from where I come from. I was always raised that everybody's equal. Everybody's the same. You, you, you just, that's how you look at people. We're all, you know, God's children and uh, you love everybody. And I always thought it was so outrageous that people say there's still racism. Like, what are you talking about? But I, as I started to look outside of myself, I realized, you know, there is still a lot of racism out there, a lot of systemic racism and a lot of, uh, a lot of privilege, I guess, if you will, uh, and just a lot of general like racism from people. Especially, really especially older generations. I mean, like, I, I mean, I still have family, family friends that are of that older mindset that have no issue throwing around the n-word and things like that it makes me uncomfortable because i've mm -hmm. never been the type to ever use that word um i've never been that's just not how i was raised to to believe or to think or to think that anybody else was really below me or anything like that that just never was how i was raised but it almost seems like that old that older generation you're not going to change how they have always thought and, and what their mindset has always been. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I mean. I think that over time it, it's going to through attrition kind of weed itself out for the most part. You still got some groups out there, some, some, 
strongholds, I guess. I don't think the numbers are very big, but you've got some strongholds of some of these white supremacist groups, uh, some of these white power groups, you know, KKK, whatever, the the neo-Nazis. And I know they're out there, and so I don't want to minimize it, but I don't think their numbers are very strong. I think as time goes by, um, the people who think it's okay to use the N-word just – we're not talking about neo-Nazis. When you're talking about some of your older family, right. they're, not, they're, not, they're not even bad people, right? right. It's just they come from a different time, and in where we come from in our, in our country, you know, the area, it's rural. Mm-hmm. It's backwoods to some degree, if you will, and that was just kind of commonplace. It's, it's like it's, it takes more time for things to modernize in the middle of the country. You know, everything comes from the coast and moves it slowly moves its way in. Right. And so that's the kind of people that, that you're talking about, you're referring to. They're not people who go to rallies. They're not it's not even close. Right. Yeah. If, yeah. if you ask them if they're racist, a lot of them probably say no, no way. They they just they're they're not sensitive to what we know now, uh, how you should how you should, you know, respond and how you should, you know just how you should be with other people, people that are different than you. Right. And, but I think once once again, I think that over time that's just going to like, it's going to weed itself out because like you and me, we, we've never been okay with using that kind of language. My kids don't even know what that word is. They, they probably never even heard it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so they, it's going to be something that they don't even know that there's something out there. Such a word exists, you know, and, and their kids, it's, it's, you know, I think it's going to weed itself out. Right. I mean, I uh, hope so. And, and, you know, it seems like the, we are on up, upward turn, I guess, to, uh, you know, to weed those things out, but we're going through a lot of shit to get to where hopefully we absolutely need to be. Yeah. And I I think it's, I mean, you know, you said, um, you know, with the older generation, maybe when that older generation is maybe not, it sounds bad to say when they're not here anymore, but that's kind of what I mean is that like once, Mm -hmm. once they've weeded themselves out, things start you know really changing and that old mindset goes away but we got to find the middle ground somewhere because the new mindset is like everything is open everything is there to be done in 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 every different area like whether it's people changing their sex changing this that and the other to be comfortable all that kind of stuff i'm not against anything People live how you want to live, do things how you want to do, and you're never going to see judgment from me. But I just, but still, I feel like some points got to be a middle ground in between the old generation and the new generation, and kind of meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there will be. I think I don't know about the whole uh, changing your your sex and gender thing. Well, I just I, I just don't throw know. that out there because I, I just know that's you know it's something major that's happening now, and that it's it, it's just thrown in the mix of everything else that's going on. Yeah, it seems like it went just from the old ways to bam. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, you can be whatever you want out of the however many pronouns that there are nowadays. And uh, I, I think, you know, it, I, I don't know if that's going anywhere or not, but I think the general, like the major sensitivity, like you mentioned, the the jokes thing, people telling jokes, which I'm not advocating for anybody to say racist jokes, but it, it, when something's funny, it's just funny. You know, right. jokes are like that. It doesn't have to be something... What what's bad is when you are actually like seriously denigrating someone in a in a bad way, a harmful way, you know. But if something's funny, it's funny. 
And it, it, that's the way it should be. You know, there, we should be able to see the difference. But I, I think we've, we've come to a place where it's just so sensitive. But I think it's, we're just in tumultuous waters right now because we have to get out of the old way and we're going to find our path. And I, I think that there are enough good people who are work, you know, talking about this, having mm-hmm. this conversation. And I think we are going to figure it out. But I think that you're going to have the extremes on both sides fight against that in the, in the process. And that's why it's so important for us to find a, a middle ground as a we want the middle ground to be the 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 biggest number out there you know your extremes are always going to be in society they always will be and that's that's i don't think that's ever going anywhere but you want your middle your your middle ground to be the biggest segment of your population you know the 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 middle ground is the one who kind of keeps things from descending into complete chaos right and and you want to make sure that those numbers are huge and i think having conversations about it is one of the biggest best things that you can do right but unfortunately there's a lot of different conversations happening out there that you know kind of keep that fire burning hot so we'll just have to keep doing the best we can Uh, i don't know time will tell right Thank you to all our listeners out there on Planet Cerebral. Remember that word of mouth is like oxygen in our lungs, so be sure to tell your friends and fam about our humble yet completely fantastic show. Also, remember to subscribe to the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download those shows that you hold near and dear to your hearts. As a matter of fact, don't just download, subscribe. That way you keep the, the variety coming straight to your ear holes with the automaticity. And don't forget that you can also download the shows at the launching pad for all things cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Be sure to show us all your love and affection on the socials. Contact us at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And until we meet again, please remember to keep your brains warm out there. See ya.